1: with your host, John Rush.
0: And I'm your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us on this fine Monday, President's Day, by the way. Yes, we are live. It is February the 20th. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it very much. John Canada joining me today as well during these first couple of segments here of this first hour. And and, uh, enjoy John a lot. I learn a lot of things when John is here. We'll get into that here In in a moment or two, but uh, John is Denver IT Security, and again, we'll learn more about John in a moment. Question of the day today. We did not have one on Friday, so I'm just going to give you today's, and I'll give you the answer tomorrow. So answer this on the RushToReason.com website. As of November 29th, 2022, the most expensive painting ever sold was for a record-breaking $450.5 million. Name the painting and the artist. No, don't cheat you could look that up, but don't cheat. No, don't go to the, you know, to the internet and find that. Answer that on the com website. I would buy, you know, honestly. I probably could get the artist, John, but I would never, I would have no idea on the painting. I have no clue. That's a lot of money. That's all I know. I can't imagine. Which, which you know, kind of off topic of you and I, but you wonder at times how, you know, what's the limit on some of these items? And I don't know the answer to that. If it's a one of a kind... I guess the limit is whatever somebody's willing to pay, Exactly, is what they always say. And as long as somebody's out there willing to pay more than the next guy, I guess that's its value. I guess so, yeah, and I can't imagine spending that much money for a painting. It's a lot of money, if you think about it. Now, again, typically people that are in that world are either buying it, putting it in a museum, or they've got a collection, or whatever the case may, may be, and as we know... Those are the kind of individuals that typically know what they're buying and most likely are not going to lose any money on said transaction. So even though it sounds like a lot of money, they're actually going to make money on that transaction in exactly. most, in most cases. True. But speaking of transactions and all these things, again, uh, Denver IT Security, John Canada. John specializes in helping businesses not only stay secure... You know, when it comes to cybersecurity and all that, but, of course, can help you with, you know, regular IT needs and, and all of that, of course, but really specializing in the security end of things. And, John, one of the things, and I've mentioned this here recently, but you and I have not talked in person because I don't think since the last time we met, I knew about this. I think you were just starting to do this when we met the last time, and that is you have a very unique way of isolating users on individual networks and the way businesses operate. Am I saying that correctly?
4: That. Yeah,
0: you're Kay. saying that correctly. Okay. Yes. So, give us the skinny. Well, one of the things
4: that uh, hackers do once they get on a network, we call it lateral movement. Kay. They get on one computer or one device of any sort, and then from there they try to hop into other computers. They look around the network, and there's tools that they can use for scanning the network to sure. find out what else is there. Well, what we've what we've found is there are some tools that we can provide for users that will isolate computer almost completely so that if a hacker is on the network and actively working on one computer they can't see other computers uh, so they don't know everything so, else is even there exactly so they try to do a ping or network scan or whatever tools they're using and it just turns up that there's nothing there for them to look at
0: okay so question for you when because i know how hackers are you know they're a, they're a, they're working by the numbers just like anybody else would right. you know the It's a business. Yeah, it's no different than a, a bank robber. They don't want to hit a local little community bank that might only have a few hundred dollars in the cash drawer. They want to go hit the big bank that's a block away that's going to have tens of thousands of dollars in the cash drawers or even hundreds of thousands of dollars in the cash drawers. They're not dumb. They want that law of averages, if you would. I'm assuming hackers look at that the same way. So point being, they get into this one computer. They look around and realize, oh, well, there's really not much here. To look at and i guess they could gain some valuable information maybe off of the one computer which still isn't good but at least they're not looking at 15 or 20 others
4: that's correct and they do do a cost analysis like a business would and they decide is this uh, customer worth it at all and again if they found one computer and there's not too much on it and that's
0: all they could see then they'll probably they're go off to the next else. one right which uh, again they're look mm-hmm. we all forget on our end it is a biz. It literally is a business it, to them on their end where they live.
4: It is. It's a trillion dollar business.
0: Yeah, I mean, if, for, real quick for all of you that are listening that maybe don't know this, John can can you can probably talk to this more than I can. But you know, these guys are literally they come to work in some cases, put on a uniform shirt. Uh, you know, they're in a you know big a big center if you would a big IT type center to where they're doing all the things that they're doing. And the reality is, you know, they're not just some little dude in a basement you know oh, yeah. the, 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 that those, this those is, days are gone yeah this is not how this works folks it's not some guy in a basement doing this this is an actual full bore maybe even up to 100 people in a quote unquote call center i know that's not the right way to say it but they do have call centers okay so they do okay. they, and they actually
4: collaborate with each other there are different okay. different types of hackers that do different types of work there are okay. those that write the software there are those that know how to get it installed somewhere There are those that know how to actually
0: hack. So they are working out of essentially a call center. They
4: are, and they do have call centers where they will call
0: people and try to hack into their computers. So, folks, this would be no different than what we'd see here for any of the big tech companies that have any kind of call centers where, you know, it could be, you know, Dish Network and beyond where there's, you know, 50 to 100 people working in a a single-story office building that have cubicles, you know, strung everywhere. It's very similar to that, right? It's very similar. They do have that. And like I said, they also have affiliate relationships with
4: other hackers and other hacking groups. Uh, this, this is a real business.
0: Well, it's, no, to your point, it's a trillion-dollar business. They're making, this is this is, and I think, make sure I say this correctly, John. This tends to be out of sight, out of mind. So people really don't think much about this. It's sort of like credit card fraud. You don't think much about people out there skimming credit cards at the gas pumps and doing the things they do until it happens to you then once it happens to you, it's a big, big deal, and you know it's there, and you're more aware of it, and you're telling everybody else about it. But prior to that, you really didn't pay much attention to it. This is a similar situation, Um, right? Unfortunately, that is true. And uh, people learn from their mistakes, but I always say it's better to learn from somebody else's mistakes. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Yeah.
4: So, uh, to your point, yeah, people aren't usually aware of what's going on until it happens to them or until it happens to somebody that they know. Uh, And even then... If it if it's something that you hear on the news, the national news, yeah, it's going to be some big company, and you say, well, they've got deep pockets, and uh, you know, it's not going to happen to me. I'm just a little guy. Problem is, you account. never show
0: up on the news. Exactly. Nor does your neighbor right. or your friend or your you know the other uh, uh, co business owner you know, and so on. Unless you're that big time you know company that's worthy of a national news story, the little guys they're they're You'd not getting paid attention them. to.
4: You never hear about them. And, you know, it might be twenty, fifty thousand dollars 50000 that they steal out of your bank account. You know, to a big company, that's no big deal. But most small businesses, I that's know huge. that would hurt me. Oh, that would hurt it would all hurt of hurt us. Any, any of us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they are going after that. They, As you said before, they are going to try to get the bigger companies. But in between, they have to eat. So
0: they're going to Well, go yeah, after they, they they, they know get. that, again, this goes back to numbers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like selling, sorry, I'll, I hate to use this analogy, but it's like selling timeshares. Timeshare companies know, and the reason why they offer you free deals, and you can come in and stay at the hotel for X amount of money, or we'll give you this particular boat ride for you know half the price off, or whatever the case may be. The reason why timeshare companies do that is, much like hackers, they're working off a law of averages. They right. know that they have to get X amount of people... Through the seat of that particular timeshare salesperson to know they're going to make a sale. what are the what's the closing ratio? John, probably okay. 10, 20 percent something in that neighborhood. So they need you know out of ten people, they might get one and a half to two deals done when it's all said and done. So they know that if on any given week, if they want to get you know eight to ten deals closed, they need fifty people mm-hmm. to roll through that timeshare seat. By the end of the week, or they're not going to have those sales. It's no different than it, what the hackers are doing, right? No. It, like I said, it is a business, and they think like business owners, just like you and I, and like anybody else. Which means they're always lurking, <laughs> yeah. I guess, right? Yes, they're always lurking. And they're always I mean, they're always I mean Really, not trying to scare anybody, because that's not the intention. And you, you know, I know you well enough as a business person, you're, you don't want to scare anybody to doing business with you. But mm-hmm. you want people to be aware that these things exist. And if you can do anything about it to protect yourself, why wouldn't you? Exactly. I, I don't like using scare tactics
4: because it just doesn't work very well. Uh, ethically, I just don't like doing that. Agreed. But also, it, it doesn't work well because eventually people uh, develop a, a resistance to, to scare, Correct. To, to fear, basically. Correct. I mean, look at the whole
0: COVID thing. After yeah, a fear while, based, yeah, thank <laughs> you. Fear-based sales does not work. And we're, we're by no means trying to do that. Yeah. But... But, but you do need to be aware. Yeah, I, I, you know me. I mean, the name of the show is called that for a reason, Rush to Reason. I want people to be aware of what's going on in all areas, whether it be COVID, like you just mentioned a moment ago, to what we're talking about on the cybersecurity end of things, realizing that especially those of you guys out there that have businesses, you could have two, three computers or 50. You're vulnerable mm-hmm. on either end of that. Right.
4: You're that vulnerable. And doesn't it doesn't matter. You, You're if, vulnerable. Even if they decide that you don't really have enough for them to go after, they'll give you ransomware. They'll they will still something. make your life miserable. They'll, they'll make some money off of you somehow. They're not going to just let you go.
0: Right. Even that one single computer, watch out. Now, I guess I got a question for you when we come back. So let me do this. I have a question on that single computer user that you can isolate as soon as we come back. Okay, okay. We'll be right back. John Canada again, Denver IT Security, which if you want to call John directly, I should have mentioned this earlier, but call him directly 720-593-6688 again, 720 720- 593-6688. Golden Eagle Financials up next. Al Smith, who, by the way, has a show here on Wednesdays from 2 to 2.30. You can always listen in to Al then. But in the meantime, if you need something directly from Al, and I say it all the time, but if you've not heard from your financial advisor in a while, give Al a call today, 303-744-1128.
1: Don't procrastinate. After 20 years with Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith understands That one of the main keys to a successful plan is optimizing it with a professional in a timely manner. When you procrastinate reviewing your financials for retirement, you're accepting preventable potential losses. Careful planning with a professional helps you capitalize on opportunities that exist organically in your life now. Al can make a calculated projection of your finances based on your unique situation to position your money for the retirement you want. In his 30 years of experience as a financial advisor, Al has counseled hundreds of people who've gone through the same transition that you are. Don't wait to optimize your retirement plan. Get a fresh look with Al Smith now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors an SEC Registered Advisor.
0: All right, folks, your roof is as important as your security to your uh, IT world, as we were just talking to John Canada about. Yes, your roof is just as important, and you want to make sure you got a good roof over your head. Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado, can help you with all of that and make sure that you're dialed in. 303-710-6916. Replacement, repair, you name it, Dave has it all, and he can extend the life of your current roof as well. Find him at RushToReason.com.
3: You need a roof that is going to keep you and yours protected from the Colorado elements this winter. But having a reliable, functioning roof doesn't mean you should have to compromise your bank account. Here at Roof Savers Colorado, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement with a rejuvenation treatment. This 100% plant-based product gives you new roof performance without new roof costs. But sometimes a replacement is absolutely necessary. With over 20-plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your family. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. Contact Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, today, and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916, or go to roofsaversco.com today to ensure your family is protected. Your business probably overpaid on taxes in
5: 2022. John Rush pays his wage and what he can save you in taxes. Accountants are not always efficient tax planners, and when your business doesn't have one, you need to utilize John's background of 40 years in the industry as your resource for business-first tax planning. John has been doing taxes for his businesses since his early 20s and helps ensure you're looking at everything correctly. You should be planning your taxes early and quarterly with guidance from someone who has years of a first-hand experience on how to do it right. Avoid overpaying on your taxes this year and email John Rush now for a better tax strategy before the March 15th corporate tax return date at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash john.
6: God, country,
0: reason. Now back to John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. John Canada with me from Denver IT Security. And one thing I was going to ask John before we left, and I wanted to have enough time to do this, is, okay, let's go back to that isolated user that's on somebody's business network. Hacker gets in there and figures out that, okay, there's not really a lot here, but, hey, while I'm here, let's go ahead and do some damage. I'm guessing, because I don't know your world like you do, but I'm guessing that depending upon that user, what they have, and what's going on, a decision could be made at that point as to are we going to just scrap and reset up this particular user on something else? Can we clean this one off? And, you know, say, for example, they've got ransomware and they're like, well, you know, you can't get to XYZ files until you pay us X amount of money, blah, 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 blah. At that point, I'm assuming that particular business and you could make a decision. Are we going to pay or not even worry about it and just reset up a new computer for this particular user and off you go? Mm. And you do a cost analysis at that point as to what's cheaper.
4: Yeah. Uh, the, well, one of the twists, though, with ransomware is they're not just locking up your files these days. They're stealing your files, too. True. So okay, they take good point. It and they threaten to put it on the dark web where they can sell it. Okay. So you, you really have to decide... Is there anything there that's that vulnerable? Right. Is it okay. valuable to you, and also is it valuable to somebody else? Okay. Uh, and of okay. course, you know the FBI tells you you should never pay ransom. Correct. So
0: I'm not going to advise against that, uh, but uh, uh, it. Well, I would yeah, say, no, and I can, because I'm not John. That's a cost analysis into it, things. Now, it is. I also will say this. and This is again, I think where I. not I think I know this is where John comes in as well if that user is set up properly in the first place to where that type of information is not there and whatever they might gain is really of minimal value, okay, well, then I know what the answer is. Right. Who cares? So,
4: yeah, right. Exactly. Right. If
0: we have the right protections in place, then you don't even have to think about that Correct. decision. Correct. Correct. Because if there's not enough there for them to really garner anything in the first place, does it really matter? Exactly. And uh –
4: you know separation of duties is another security concept that we use so you've got two different people maybe half of, one of them knows half of the stuff and the other person knows the other half of the job and only has access to different pieces of data uh, that's a little yeah. harder to work out in a small business true because sometimes there's a lot of overlap right there it has to be there is
0: i get it but in larger and they're done that they do that <laughs> yeah. understand that fully okay so question for you along those lines When you're advising, you know, customers, and let's face it, when it comes to small business, especially owners of small businesses, because I know I am one, there can be a lot of things that get convoluted between what am I doing personally on my computer versus what am I doing business-wise on my computer. And I'm guessing that it's more owners of companies or leads, managers and such that end up having more personal items on a computer versus just company information on a computer and does it get dicier when that happens is my question for you we do tend to see that the owners usually take liberties that their
4: employees are not allowed to take of course and you know in all fairness you know this we're working 60 70 hours a week and flipping between different computers might be it's hard pain in the rear uh, yeah so uh um, But we do we do need to protect the owners usually more because of that. There's Uh, more sensitive information there, right? There's more sensitive, but also their personal information getting mixed in with that. Uh, They're more likely to click on a link that they shouldn't, or if somebody hacks into their personal email. that, that might be easier to hack into than their business email, but if the business owner is sending personal emails
0: with business data because he just forgot and clicked the wrong button. Oh, that's happened inside that of the uh, uh, the government. By the way, we've already seen that at very high levels there. So yeah, it happens. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not naming names, but it's happened. Uh, no. <laughs> I can name a few. Of them. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, and and going back to that 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 owner, that owner user. I also know as being one of them, there are personal items even on your computer that you're not going to allow a person working for you to have, i.e. personal pictures and you know family photos and things like that. Those of us that are owners, we're, I hate to say this, but really things get kind of convoluted. What you're doing uh, all over your computer is what you're doing all of the time, and it's all there. You now become more susceptible, I guess, to that ransomware request earlier if you've got a lot of things that are very personal to you that you don't necessarily want all over the Internet. That is true. Right? That is true, yes. Um, And the other thing about uh, uh,
4: employees putting their data on computers, you you probably want to limit that as much as possible, uh, mainly because when they leave the company, you have to think about that. Are they... It, it, are they taking the computer? First of all, if it's a BYOD,
0: okay. bring your own device to them. Uh, it, it could get kind of messy there. So I'm guessing your advice is don't let them bring their own device and what you supply you're always going to keep no matter whether they're employed or not. That is always best. The policy, have a policy in place
4: to do that. And if they do bring their device, uh, make sure that you have policies in place that allow you to wipe their device before they leave the company. Mm, that's a great point. Uh, or at least
0: remove your data from it have access to it so that you can remove their data from your data from it. Okay, I know there's a lot of companies out there where the company may provide all of the service for said cell phone, but the user because they're using it for some personal matters as well, the user has to provide hardware. How do you handle that? So the hardware is owned, you know, the phone's owned by the user, but the service is being paid for by the company. They leave the service is now going to go away. What do you do about some of the files and things that may actually be on the device that is now theirs? So that yeah, that gets very tricky. I know companies where they
4: they pay the employee a portion of their monthly cell phone bill, for instance, or mm-hmm. something. You, you just need to work that out in advance, and it's just a policy issue, really, more administrative. But it can than be a technical. huge security issue if you're not careful, right? Absolutely. Now there are mobile device management. Products we could put in place so that when they walk out the door, you can press a button and wipe all your data off of it. But again, if it's their device, you have to have their permission to, to put, put it on, on the on first there. place, right? And yeah, and just the fact that you're paying part of their monthly fee means that you partially own their device. Okay. And, and that's where it gets tricky. Okay. And but I, again, have, but these are things that you come in and help with, right? I do. And I advise them you, you do need to have some kind of a policy in place that protects you and your data
0: from. Okay from wherever it is do you and i've never asked you this so if if you know just just give me a straight up answer do you help them write those policies do you have examples of policies or do you leave that all up to the owner the the business themselves to do that we will help a
4: little bit but a lot of it depends on the culture of the business so we don't want to just come in and give you a bunch of boilerplate policies although we do have some uh, we don't want to just give you a book of policies and you never read it and then uh, something happens and well, let's look at what the book says. And Makes it's too sense. Late. So, I do advise people more than anything else. Like, if you do have policies, let's just add a few statements here and there. And uh, okay, you know, how do you want to work this? And it really does depend on the culture of the company.
0: Okay, and folks, please, when we're talking about all of this, again, this is a big deal. If you've got a a, a business, you've got I don't know anywhere from five to fifty users that are on your network or cell phones or other devices, tablets, cell phones. Let's face it, John, there's a lot of other things that come into play besides a desktop or a laptop. There's multiple things out there now that are being used by people.
4: There are, and uh, I want to talk again about those IoT, those Internet of Things devices, the Echo Dots and the uh, cameras and the thermostat controllers things like that and we were talking before about hackers getting onto the network a lot of times they enter through those devices i was going to my question yes they're not very secure at all and so once a hacker gets into one of those
0: they can scan the network for all the other computers so you take a business that believe it or not might have 10 or 15 employees but they're using a very unsecure internet of things device Mm -hmm. maybe it is an Echo Dot, or maybe it's a or Arlo even, camera system, or yeah. something along those lines. Even their routers. A lot of the
4: residential grade routers, you know, the inexpensive ones you buy at Best Buy or wherever, uh, they have been hacked. There's a there's a remote access trojan out there called Zuo Rat that actually uh, attacks routers, home routers, um, big names like ASUS and Netgear and Cisco even. Okay. And once they get into this, the hacker can get into the, your router. They now have access to your whole network, all of your computers they can get into. They can put uh, do a man-in-the-middle attack, which is where they intercept your traffic to another website. I see. So you go to a website, and you're not going to that website. Now they've sent you somewhere else. Makes sense.
0: So, yeah, these home routers, I, I know I always go after the no. home users for being
4: insecure, but this is, this is why.
0: And I've often said, and I don't think I'm wrong on this, Uh, what you get from your Internet service provider is typically not robust enough. Yeah. And you're paying money to lease that as well. So you're leasing something that's not even sufficient. Right. Am I correct? See, When they say they're providing security, it's very,
4: very basic, very, very basic security, not even that in some cases.
0: So if you're a company that has a lot of sensitive information, you've got users that are doing things at home with your device that they took home, cell phone, uh, could be your laptop, could be any number of things. John, they might even have a full desktop unit set up at home that they work remotely from. Right. But yet, if they don't have all the right things going on at home, they're just as susceptible. Actually, that could be More their so. main point of entry versus them trying to attack what's going on at the
4: office. Uh, exactly. In fact, uh, COVID taught us one thing, that hackers really love home users, and uh, they've, they've doubled their attacks on home networks because
0: of that. Okay. Again, folks, a lot to talk about if you need – well. Not if. You all need help in this area. Trust me. We all do. This isn't one of these things you take lightly. As we said a moment ago, it's like even a credit card uh, 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 lifter, if you would, or the, the, the scanners that they put on the outside of gas pumps and things like that. You don't know you're susceptible to that until it happens. But believe me, you are. Same is true with what's going on inside of your business. So give John a call. And John will be more than happy to sit, chat, figure out exactly what the next steps are for you. This is not a convoluted, hard conversation. It really is just answering some simple questions, and then off you go. It's that simple, right, John? And that in-
4: initial consultation is free. There so you just go. Just
0: give me a call. Happy to talk to you. All right. John Canada, Denver IT Security, 720-593-6688. Again, 720-593-6688. High Five Plumbing is next, folks. Keep this number handy, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. We're going to hear from those guys around 4 o'clock as well. They've we got some specials that they've got going on this week. We'll talk about them. But in the meantime, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
7: You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High 5 Plumbing Now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency, increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High 5 is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only.
0: All right, Michael Bailey Law is next. He is, our bol- he is our mobile estate planner, I should say. Anything you need when it comes to your estate plan, he will come to you. He is mobile. 720-394-6887. Michael Bailey wants to accommodate every client, so he frequently
1: drives to people's houses to provide the most convenient service possible. In his early days as an estate planning attorney, he would occasionally rush to the hospital to sit beside people before major surgeries, helping them create last-minute wills. Now, Michael has grown his practice so that he often schedules meetings weeks out. As much as he would love to visit your bedside to provide comfort in a crisis, Michael has an obligation to his other clients. Call KLZ's Mobile Estate Planner before the emergency, 720-730-7274.
0: All right, we have got Chess, which is a homeschooling—how should I say this? Uh, Not only an advocate, but they'll come alongside you and help you if you are a current homeschooler. They will also help you where if there's particular subjects that you can't teach or don't want to teach, they've got brick and mortar where they can help you with that as well. A variety of classes from K through 12, you name it, they can do it. 30-plus years of experience coming along homeschool families. That's coloradoheritage.org.
6: Whether you're a homeschooling family in northern Colorado or you are thinking about homeschooling for the first time, Colorado Heritage Education School System, CHESS, has over 30 years of experience coming alongside homeschooling families. CHESS offers a variety of classes from K-12 through to supplement your home curriculum, all of which are taught from a conservative, biblical perspective. Colorado Heritage respects your conservative, Christian values and stands against the woke agenda being pushed in government-run schools. CHESS teachers are dedicated, committed Christians who are also homeschooling veterans. We care about your student and their academic success, as well as their spiritual growth. Our diploma program for high school students helps prepare students for college, trade schools, and for life. CHESS offers scholarships to qualifying families. If you are tired of the public school system's agenda, join CHESS where you can use your freedom to direct and control and customize your child's education. Visit coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal.
1: Now, back to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air.
0: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. To tie into what John Canada was talking about with some of the Internet of Things, and there's some real susceptibility to those devices, and you need to be really careful with what you're using and or be careful with what you can or what what a hacker would have access to in the case of that. So be very, very careful when it comes to those things. Now, there was an article that came out, Wall Street Journal. Charlie actually sent me this over the weekend. This is an interesting article. And a lot of you know the camera system Arlo, A-R-L-O. Exactly, it's pronounced exactly, or spelled exactly how it's pronounced. And it's actually, they, they have really got a pretty... Nice, robust system for the, for the price point. It's actually a very good system. Works very well. There's been some competitors that have come along since. Some of you out there listening might even own RLO. I've had one of their systems now for quite some time. It has some downsides. It has some plus sides. Those of you that own the system may know what those are. Uh, at any rate, they have come along of late, or they tried to come along of late. I believe it was last week, or in January. January. Not last week. Well, a month ago. Last month. They came out with a email to customers. I didn't get this email because I'm not one of these types of customers, but they sent an email out to their customers on an end of life policy, meaning that starting April first, the company would no longer support models that included the no or that included a no free or sorry, no free, no fee, included a no fee seven day rolling storage of video clips which a lot of folks bought into Arlo in the in the beginning knowing they had seven free days of cloud storage that they didn't have to pay for. And this article in the Wall Street Journal goes on to talk about how lots of people got upset about it, which I'll get into in a minute. Needless to say, they had so much backlash, they came back a few days later and said they'll keep that free storage and they will not be doing end of life – or. They still will be ending some of the updates for some of the you know service items on said devices, but they would go ahead and keep the free seven-day rolling storage for those particular customers. Now, I don't think they offer that any longer, I believe, and don't quote me on this, because I've got paid service through Arlo, and if you get over a certain amount of cameras, you have to, have a, you have to pay a certain amount of money to even make that work anyways, which is where I have a problem with this article, because in this article... They interview a person that has a dog kennel that has 20 kennels, 20 cameras in the kennels. Now, I know from being an Arlo user that unless I'm mistaken, and if somebody out there is listening and wants to call and correct me or text me and correct me, you're more than welcome to do so. Because I'm not an expert on the no-fee seven-day storage that Arlo offered. But this is where I get a little bit, a little bit, um, how should I say, the skeptical of certain articles and certain things that are happening with certain individuals because I don't know that they're being 100% truthful. Here's what I'm saying. I don't think you can have 20 cameras on a seven-day rolling no-fee system in Arlo. I believe they only allowed you three or five. It might have been up to five cameras free on that type of a system. So in this particular situation, and there's a workaround because I know what the workaround is. This particular user would have had to have five accounts, I believe, four to five different accounts with different email addresses to see all of these cameras on the seven-day rolling for free Storage, cloud storage. Am I explaining that correctly, Charlie? Because I want to make sure people understand this. And this is something that's not explained in the Wall Street Journal. So while this particular kennel owner is complaining, which I'm going to get into in a moment as well, but they're complaining, she's complaining, that Arlo is basically going back on their word by what they sold her in the beginning. She relies heavily upon these cameras to watch the dogs and different things and so on, and it's become very much a part of her business, and now that that might be going away, it presents a huge problem for her and her business. Now, like I said a moment ago, I don't think you've got the ability to put 20 cameras on one account even on the free seven-day rolling free deal. You can... You can... Put them on a free deal, but you couldn't have that many cameras. And, yes, there is a workaround, and I don't have time, nor will I explain that on air because I got other things to talk about. There is a workaround that's not talked about, by the way, in this article. Here's my main point with this particular person whining. Yes, they're whining about Arlo discontinuing, which they ended up reinstating, but discontinuing their no-fee Seven-day rolling recordings. If you're running any kind of a business, and you have any kind of security cameras, and you're relying on a seven-day free service to monitor said business, you're a moron. And you shouldn't be in business. Yes, I just said that. If you're whining about them taking that away because you don't have your business running well enough to pay for roughly, it's about 150 bucks a year to have actual solid cloud storage from Arlo, and you can't afford to do that. You have business issues, and you probably shouldn't be in business. You should be doing something else. Now, I don't know if even everything in this article is true because of what I said a moment ago about the fact that they're complaining that if Arlo did away with this, they wouldn't be able to see their 20 cameras because you can't do that on a free subscription through Arlo anyway. So I don't know how much of this particular person they interviewed that I can believe in the first place, and that's where I wish the New York or the Wall Street Journal, rather, would do more homework on some of this to know exactly who they're talking to and whether they're being real or not because I have no idea. Bottom line, if you're a business owner and you're relying on that kind of a security system, camera system, to watch over what's going on in your business, shame on you. You should not be doing it that way. You should be doing something else, and yes, there's lots of systems out there, including Arlo, that will give you the ability to have a lot longer storage capacity. I think it's 30 days, which I would highly advise anybody in business have a security system or camera system that's at least good for 30 days because things happen outside of that seven-day window. And you need to go back and look at something sometimes farther back than just seven days ago. And, again, what bothered me the most about this article, I guess, is because I know enough about how Arlo works that I don't feel like the person they interviewed is actually being honest. They're accusing Arlo of false advertising. I'm accusing them of working around the Arlo system in the first place and having 20 different cameras on one site, which is not what Arlo ever intended for that to be. Now, I didn't see a response in here from Arlo in this Wall Street Journal article, most likely because they don't want to muddy the waters any more than they already are. In other words, if they came back with a statement that this particular uh, individual, Ms. Klum, that's who owns this particular dog kennel, if Jody Klum had been doing things correctly... She wouldn't. Oh, she had 30 cameras, by the way. I'm reading the article. Sorry, not 20. I'm off. It's 30 cameras. 26 are still running today. Again, I know for a fact you cannot put 26 cameras on one account without paying. She's got multiple accounts under different emails to set up 26 cameras and be able to see all of them. And that, again, is not what Arlo ever intended these to be. So she's claiming it was false advertising. I'm claiming you're scamming the system. You're doing something with the cameras they were never intended to be, and yet you're now gotten your your picture all over the uh the you know the pages of the Wall Street Journal because you're a dodo head. And you figured out a way to scam Arlo out of any kind of a cloud storage fee, even though you're running up to thirty cameras at one time. Now, I don't know where this particular person stands politically, don't care. But what I'm saying is Be careful what you're whining about when it comes to a company canceling something, especially when you're actually using their system in a way they never intended it and aren't paying them their full due in doing so. I know that's a long way around to get after what we were talking about initially, which is them coming out with an announcement that they weren't going to service these any longer. They've since reversed that, and they are now. I just get bothered by these types of articles where I don't feel like they're being 100% honest with the general population and the readers of the Wall Street Journal on what's really going on here. Because none of that was in this article, what I just told you. Now, in defense of whoever wrote this, if you didn't own an Arlo system and didn't ever set one up, you wouldn't know the things I just said. And you would just go at face value at whatever Jody Klum tells you. Even though Jody Klum's a liar. And she knows she's not doing it correctly. And she's mad at something she shouldn't be mad at. So... Whose side am I on here? I mean, if, if Arlo stated originally they're going to allow seven-day free storage on these particular items on the same token, I mean, you know, then they should probably keep standing behind that. on the same token, I understand, and the article does say this, it's becoming a very, very small portion of their customer base, and they feel like we don't need to service those items any longer because there's very few people using them. I mean, on the same token, how long can you expect a company to continue servicing something that barely anyone's using? At some point, a company has to do a dollars and cents evaluation, you know, cost analysis, and say, this is not cost effective for us to do. Now, in the case of Arlo, because they got so much backlash from the likes of Mrs. Clum, Ms. Clum, I should say, they decided to go ahead and reinstate it. I'm not sure they did the right thing. I think Arlo should have stuck to their guns. In fact, I think Arlo should have come up with a response that said, well, while Jody Klum may be disappointed in our decision, Jody's not even using her free seven day subscription that she got from us originally in the right way, anyways. Because it was never intended to handle 30 cameras on one location for that kind of a business. And if Jody is so cheap that she can't go out and put a regular full camera system in, Again, she's claiming in here she couldn't afford any kind of a subscription fee monthly because she's already tied on her money as is. She's got the wrong business model if that's the case. So, said enough about that. I just thought this was an interesting article. And what it showed me, again, as always, there's always two sides to story to every article written. And you need to be careful what you're reading into it because there may be a lot more to it than what's actually being said in the article. And that was the case here in the Wall Street Journal, which... Most of us regard it as a fairly high quality publication. They do their homework and so on. Um, Nicole, I can't I can't say her last name. N G U V or N G U Y E N. Charlie I can never pronounce that last name. Gwen, Gwen, N G U Y E N. Charlie says he doesn't know either. Anyways, that's her name. She did not do her homework very well. I can tell you that right now. I will also, though, add, if you buy anything along those lines, expecting it to have some sort of a lifetime service, you bought the wrong item. Because there isn't anything you can buy today, technologically speaking, that's going to be around like that for its lifetime. Or for a lifetime. Maybe it's lifetime, but not the lifetime of you of you yourself. So be aware of that when you buy these things. Absolute electrical heating and air is coming up next. Mid winter tune-up, anything you need when it comes to your HVAC, your here heat, your electrical, whatever you whatever you need, they're there to take care of everything for you. 720-526-0231
5: you hire absolute electrical heating and air and you don't want to go anywhere else absolute caters to your needs throughout the process beginning with scheduling that is easy for you once you find a date with their scheduling team they follow up multiple times in different ways to ensure you don't forget and that it still works for you keeping the process simple and convenient is important to everyone at absolute you will receive a text message before they arrive with a photo of your tech a bio of who they are and an eta Once they arrive, they quickly put on protective covers over their feet and follow you directly to where they'll be working. When finished, you get a full report with pictures and zero-pressure next steps. Providing a level of simplicity for your convenience is crucial to them. Get service that will leave you feeling happy that you did business at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. For simple scheduling, call 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash
0: absolute today.
5: For quality and service, beyond compare
0: call absolute electrical heating and air K&R Home Transitions where anything you need when it comes to real estate just advice even on what you should do Catherine and Robin are there for you 720-437-8210
1: You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty.
0: All right, if you're looking to do some things around the house, remodel a bathroom, a bedroom, maybe the whole basement, or do some outside work as well, Premier Home Remodels is your call, 720-619-8773, license insured, and one-year workmanship warranty. That's Premier Home Remodels.
7: Brian Prendergast, owner of Premier Home Remodels, says that he works with integrity because there's no other way to go. When you choose Premier Home Remodels for your bathroom, basement, or kitchen remodel, you get transparent prices, communication, and progress updates every step of the way. Before Premier, Brian worked for another remodel company that overcharged for labor, marked materials up to 30% above market value, and frequently ignored building code. That's why Premier Home Remodels will never sacrifice what they believe is right just to make a profit. No markups, no unexplained fees, and no cutting corners. Everyone's stepping forward foot in your home is fully insured and has 25 to 30 years of experience in their trade premier proves their integrity with a full inspection on the work and a warranty on labor of up to one year after completion call premier home remodels now at 888-679-0288 that's 888-679-0288 get your custom remodel
2: done with integrity
3: Mom, why is it so cold in the
2: house? Is the thermostat broken? The Public Utilities Commission approved another rate increase, and I can't afford the bill. Colorado families are struggling to make ends meet. It's time to hold the Colorado Public Utilities Commission accountable and take the burden off our families. Don't get cold feet. Turn up the heat on the Colorado Public Utilities Commission. Visit nomorerateincreases.com to make your voice heard. Paid for by Americans for Prosperity.
0: Live and local, back to rush to reason. All right, we are back. Rush to reason, Denver's afternoon rush, KLZ five sixty. Somebody also texted in and said thirty R. By the way, great point. Thirty R low cameras aren't much cheaper than a professionally installed camera system. Well said. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. You are a hundred percent correct. What she spent. On these 30 cameras through Arlo, she could have easily spent and had an actual hardwired system put in that would have been much more robust and worked far better. Again, these are the problems I have with some of these rebuttals that come out from some of these organizations, Wall Street Journal included. Anyways, um, somebody said, I hope you tell us your opinion today about Biden making a surprise visit to Ukraine today, but can't visit the southern border. Biden's a putz. That's my opinion. It's a photo op. He's a putz. He's over there making kind of a quote-unquote anniversary call, if you would. And bottom line, if Trump were still president and he wasn't, we wouldn't be there. That stop wouldn't be needed. Not for that anyways. They also go on to say East Palestine, Ohio is 300 miles and some change from D.C. And he hasn't been there either. Yeah, that's unreal as well. The, The guy, I mean, let's just face it. Every Democrat out there. Every Democrat out there. Yes, I'm lumping them all together. All of you together. You're all as evil and conniving as it gets. I'm sorry, you are. If you're voting Democrat, that's the garbage you're voting for. So yes, I'm lumping you all into the same category. I don't care if I'm offending you. You offend me by your vote. You're taking you know, money out of my wallet, making my life more miserable by the way you vote. So yes, I'm against you. Anybody that votes Democrat, I'm against you. Now, can we sit down, have a cup of coffee and have a nice conversation? Absolutely. But the way it comes to politics and what you believe in that way, I am a thousand percent against you because you are my enemy. You are not helping this country. Quite the opposite. You're driving a bigger wedge and making it worse for everyone else by what you're doing with your vote. And those of you that call yourself conservatives that just can't vote for somebody because of who knows what. Everybody from Donald Trump to Joe O'Day. You should also be ashamed of yourselves. You're no different than Joe Biden, in my, in my opinion. You're not. You can say you're a conservative and that you're for X, Y, and Z, but really you're not. Your vote says you're not. And don't give me this nonsense about, well, I'm voting my heart or I'm voting my principle or I'm voting. No, you threw it away. You're an idiot. No, you're not. Don't give me that nonsense that you're voting your conscience because you don't have one. You prove that by your vote. It's just utter nonsense. And then, bottom line, you're promoting, those of you that vote that way, you're promoting the things that we're talking about. Joe stopping in Ukraine, but he can't go to the southern border. Joe can't go to Palestine, but he can can go to Martha's Vineyard. Joe can do whatever Joe wants to, except the things he needs to, because what, what he doesn't want to do is have a bad photo op. So he's there promoting Ukraine, of course, so that we can continue to give them more money, which we've got to stop doing. Period. Am I against Ukraine? No. Am I against Russia? Yes. Putin's a madman. And by the way, if we didn't have the oil production that we've got going on in this country with the shale and the other things that we're doing, that whole situation would be much worse than it is right now. Because we would not be a leader when it comes to producing oil. Russia would, and that that, that little uh, this little war that's gone on for almost a year now in Ukraine would have lasted a week or two. Because Russia would have had that much more money to fund it. So those of you that are against gas and oil, again, you mentally ill liberals that are on that side, you are mentally ill. Because look at what I just said. You're for the side that wants to dismantle oil and gas. So that we don't have the power that we have to even snuff out the Putins of the world. I, I guess you'd rather just be under his thumb. Oh, oh, it's all for the sake of the environment. Again, you're a wacko nut job lunatic that has no idea what you're talking about. You're 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 just an utter lunatic. Because you're not saving anything, by the way. You're making it worse. But oh boy. Those of you on the left, you'll claim to love the earth and love this and love that and be for this and be for that. You're demented and you're, you're mentally ill. You don't know what you're talking about. Bottom line. And as I said a moment ago, those of you voting that way might as well be one of them. You're no different in my book. You are exactly the same as them. But I'm voting my conscience. Yeah. No, you're not. No, you just voted for Biden to give Ukraine more money. That's what you voted for. American National Insurance is next. Paul Leuenberger, my good friend, would love to help you out with all of your insurance needs. And I'm, what do I mean by all is home, auto, even life insurance, you name it. He can do it all. Just give Paul a call. He'd love to chat, show you ways to save money at the same time. 303 662 0789.
2: Your spouse. That's why you married them. Every time you look down at your ring, it reminds you of your wedding day, the precious commitment you made to one another, and the vows you exchanged. Until one day you look down, and it isn't there. Make sure that beautiful representation of your love for one another is covered this February with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. Putting your wedding ring on the policy protects you in case you lose it, it gets stolen, or even in the case that the stone falls out. Ideally, you never look down to find it isn't there, but give yourself the assurance that you're protected. Let's say everything goes according to plan, and you don't have to make a claim for three years. You'll be getting back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago. And in both cases, your spouse will be happy. Protect the investment you made in your love now by calling Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance at 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789.
1: The best export
0: we have is common sense.
1: You're listening to Rush to Reason.
0: All right, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Next hour, uh, again, I said a moment ago with John Connaught, High Fi Plumbing will join us top of the hour. They've got some specials coming up here as we head into spring when it comes to things going on plumbing wise and so on. We'll talk to them as well. I want to talk about the Fair Work Week bill. That's making its way through the Colorado legislation as well. And if I get time today, I also want to talk about the bill going through that would give the authority to county commissioners to ban shooting on on any kind of private land, public or private, by the way. So we'll talk about some of that in the next couple of hours as well. Hold tight, though. We'll be right back. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.